Grace and peace to you from Harvester Reformational Church in Milnerton, Cape Town, the mother city of South Africa. Founding Apostle Andre and Prophet Nola Pelser have reached almost 100 nations to date, fulfilling the great command to love and the great commission to go into all the world, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and making disciples of Jesus Christ. May God confirm the preaching of his word with signs and wonders following in your life. For free sermon notes, visit www.harvesterchurch.net and click on the sermons tab. Search for the topics you need and keep spreading the word. Remember that some of these teachings are also available on DVD from Pelser Media. So contact Apostle Aja Pelser at A-J-E-P-E-L-S-E-R at gmail.com for more information. Now, here is Apostle Aja Pelser. So, just to, con- just to complete today's exercise and teachings on faith, and, you know, I believe that it's something you can never speak about enough. And if you look at your scriptures on faith, there's always something new you can learn. And um, I want to look at a few principles just to end today's session. If you look at the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verses 13 to 15, your faith and the faith of God that comes through Jesus will always work according to His will. It will always work according to His will. Let's have a look at 1 John 5, verse 13 to 15. Towards the end of your Bibles there, for James Peter, 1 John 5, verse 13 to 15. These things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God. What is the name of the Son of God? Yes, it's not difficult. That's good. That's one point. You can add one point there. We're busy with exams at Miracle Bible College online. Everything is digital. And they they can't cheat because the computer now watches them. We've got cameras on them. And they're only allowed to write in a certain window of time and then that window disappears. You can't write anymore. Yeah... And um, so we're busy writing exams. So I'm giving you all points when you when you answer me in the church subconsciously. So don't worry. So you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Amen. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. We've asked of the Lord today. We've spoken life over things. We've used our faith that way. Amen. Let's talk a bit about the will of God. Amen. How many of you like studying the Bible? It's wonderful, eh? Yeah. And people come to you and say, how do you know what God's will is for your life? Okay. And then you tell them, well, His will is the new will and testament of the new covenant for you. When someone dies, they leave a will and a testament behind, right? So Jesus died... And he left us a will and testament. Then he rose from the dead to check that we're executing that testament. He's the executor of his own estate. Make sure that nobody messes around and everybody gets what they're supposed to. Last week we heard that if you overcome, you will inherit all things. 
Today we heard that if you, if you let go of the old seeds that didn't bloom and you keep sowing, they'll come up and you'll have magnificent and spectacular flowers. I love those adjectives. It was fantastic. Thank you for, for, for using some proper adjectives to explain something we couldn't see. And uh, we'd love to see them. So I'm gonna, if you want, we can put it in our, our magazine. I collect testimonies for fun. It's one of my hobbies. I collect testimonies from hundred and odd churches around the world every month, from all of you on Sundays. They're actually writing down all the testimonies that we give you, and I spread them. Isn't that fun? It's a nice hobby. You should try. And I like putting photos to that and a picture to that. So thank you so much. I could see them, and maybe we'll come and paint them one day. We'll sit there in your garden and go crazy. Fantastic. But how do you know what the will of God is for your life? Amen. And it's sometimes difficult to find out, okay, well, what is God's will on this? And you've got to get to know the Lord. You've got to spend time with the Word and realize that the Word is a person. His name is Jesus. And what Prophet Nola did so well today is that she was saying things about Jesus that, you know, just echoed in all of our hearts. And as she spoke, we said, yes, you won't find Him in the place of doubt. You'll find Him in the place of belief. You'll find Him in, uh, where there's a sacrifice happening, where, where there's people struggling to overcome sin. You'll find Him there, in all those places. You go, you go to some of the temples and the fancy cathedrals of the world, you won't find Him there. Because Christ is always within you. He's always close to someone with a broken heart. And that's Jesus. Amen? So getting to know the will of God for something is getting to know how Jesus thinks about something. Let this mind be in you, which was also in... Yes. And then that same... Uh, uh, in Philippians, it also talks about it is Him who has, is at work within you, both to will and to do according to His pleasure. Now, this is the wonderful thing. When Jesus starts getting to know you and you start getting to know Jesus, He starts working in you both to will and to do according to His pleasure. And the things that you want to do and the things that are deep in your heart, the Lord starts revealing that to you. And He said, you know what? I put that there. <laughs> I'm, I, I, my will is to will through you. Eh? I give you the desires of your heart, but I also place them there. Why do we have certain desires? Everybody's got different desires in their life. You ask them what you really want to do. And you know, sometimes when I sit with people, it takes them about half an hour to tell me what they really want to do. Because they tell you what, the, what, they, what they think you want to hear. And when it comes to Christianity, people get even worse. They put up even more masks and they say, well, I th- this is what I think God wants me to do. But I, if you talk to them for about 20 minutes, you start realizing all these things that they think God wants them to do is not what God wants them to do. And you get to the person and you get to the real. So, ah, there it is. And that yoke is easy and that burden is light. All those other things that they think they're doing God and the body of Christ and the kingdom of favor for It's not the will of God for them because it drives everybody nuts around them. Do you know people like that? Don't put up your hand. I'll know it's the people in your house. (laughs) The worst thing you can do is try and please everybody. It's not the will of God for you to try and please everybody. Winston Churchill. How do you succeed, Mr. Churchill? What's your recipe for success? Your secret for success? I can't tell you that, but I can tell you how to fail. Try and please everybody. You please even people by faith. 
And normally that thing that, that's in you, that's naturally you, that you do so well, that brings pleasure to everybody around you. When you try and please them and try and put on a different armor, like David trying to put on Saul's armor, it never works. And they go, what are you doing? I'm trying to please you. I'm trying to serve you. Don't you, don't you accept my service and my effort to put on, a, on armor for you? So now I want you to use your slingshot. You're good at that. And in church, when people try and function and they try and do things that's not them, it, it destroys all their relationships. Why? Because it's not God's will for them. It comes easy to you. It's your gift. It's something that makes room for you. People accept it. It's beautiful. Easy. Amen? And when you start becoming real with yourself, the will of God becomes evident. When you start becoming real with Jesus and you allow His Word to actually shape you. Because it's one thing to read your Word for the day and bread, the boxes. But what if, what if you by accident take yesterday's message, you're going to start thinking deja vu, eh? Wow, I'm in a time loop. You pick the same scripture every day, you know, there's little boxes with verses in them. Yes. Always good promises. It's like fortune cookie Christianity. Whoa, there's a scripture for me. Wow, this is God. You know, that's like kindergarten faith, okay? You can, you can start with, it's okay, it's okay to do lucky packet, lucky dip. Okay, let's see what the Lord says to me. But really, in, in this church, you know, where there's so much teaching and we've got 450,000 sermons and, you know, 500 subjects of MBTC on channels and people teaching all the time, if you do this, then you're not making use of this church. But that's not you. You're here today. You go tell those other people that do lucky dip, lucky packet, faith. Amazing. Some people don't read the Bible. You know, there's audio Bibles now too. Yeah. Our teacher Dale taught us this week at, you know, he's very clever. He worked for a very long time for a very big company. So he, he taught us a lot of things this week. And he <laughs> Did you also work for a very long time, Eric? So you're also clever. But uh, Teacher Dale taught us that there's different ways people can, can, can learn. And are we covering the different ways people can learn? Visually, audibly, ne? and what's it? Reading, hearing, seeing, and doing. Is it fear? Oh, the seeing is reading. Stop. Look. Look again. Seeing is believing. So so are we covering all the ways people can learn the will of God in our ministry? That's a good question, right? And yes, we are. By His grace we're doing it. People can watch. People can read. Right? And people have opportunity to do by functioning in different churches. And uh, we give people a lot of opportunity in the church. Do you know the two people in the last month said they want to plant churches? In our ministry. Yeah, we're thinking of planting a church. And the one, I knew he was thinking it and I said it before he said it. 
Pastor Elijah, that's amazing. Did you, did you also? Th- I said, yes, I've been seeing it for a long time. I'm so glad you finally woke up. I've been going to his region for, for years, waiting for them to decide to want to plant a church and father some spiritual children. I said to them, you two are like Abraham and Sarah, Sarah for your region. Get going. And they said, yes, we're going to do it. So they'll start on a Sunday evening. I'll tell you who it is when they're ready to tell you who it is. I think they're still making up their mind. But, you know, when you, when you speak to prophets and apostles, they see it. And something resonates in their heart. And this is also how you know the will of God. You, you, you soundboard off people that are, are, have faith like you. You know, because when two things of like frequency come together, those waves double in amplitude. And that's that kick in your spirit that, that John had with Elizabeth when he saw Jesus. The frequency came together. There was something there. And when someone says, yes, I see that for you. Man, that is a wonderful moment. Because then the body of Christ is acknowledging that thing that's already in you. To do naturally, with an easy yoke, easy burden. But they see it. It's so wonderful when people receive you and the gift that is you. Amen. Jessica loves animals. You know, so she starts talking about her horse and she's got animals in other countries. That's next level. But that's her gift and she works with it and it's beautiful and she can, she can, she can handle those animals and she preaches the gospel to every creature. And they, apparently, apparently they, they, you're going to minister through, through, um, what do you call it? Horse therapy. Not horse therapy. Horse therapy. Where you run with the horse and they teach them how to deal with the animals and it rehabilitates people and restores broken hearts and mental problems and total platform of ministry. She tried many things, right? If you know this family, the, the, the Glass family, um, they, they're multi-talented and they try this and they try that. And she even tried electric guitar. You know, and all sorts of other things. And, and I thought, okay, go for it. And it's good to explore, you know. But then eventually you gravitate to the place where God wants you to be and the will of God becomes apparent. So it's a journey, discovering and uncovering the will of the Lord for you, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, you know. And um, try and enjoy the ride and not get frustrated while you're discovering that will of the Lord. And as you spend time with the Word, you know, and you act on the Word and you see Christ in every scripture, that will of the Lord will become apparent on a daily basis and you'll be operating in the will of God. And your faith works through knowing what the will of God is. So what Apostle Andre was saying is you pray until you're sure what that will is, until you actually have faith, then you act on it. Then it's no longer a prayer matter. You're not petitioning God anymore. You're now acting on faith that has now been settled in Him. Amen. Is that making, making sense? No. So, so if we can go on. Another principle here, once you've established the will of God, is to continue the way that you started in faith. And that is from Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 where it says, By grace you have been saved through faith. So faith without grace also doesn't work. And that's the people saying, you know, I have faith for this and I have faith for that. And they confess and they confess and nothing happens. 
and they shipwreck their faith and the faith of other people. I don't know why my faith didn't work. Because it wasn't accompanied with grace. How were you saved? By grace through faith. And uh, the wonderful scripture there in, in Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7, um, just opened this up for me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 says, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abound in it with thanksgiving. It's amazing. Some people, you teach something, they do just the opposite. Christians come to you. Christians, people in church, please pray for me. Give, get me a word of the Lord. You get them the word of the Lord, they do just opposite. They take ten years to come back to you and say, Oh, you know, I went on a long, wide, you know, bundle putt. So why did you bother asking us in the first place? If you're going to do exactly the opposite, why bother? And that's how people are. God, tell me what to do. God, God tells you what to do. He says, No, that's not the right answer. <laughs> it's not what you want to hear. You know, if you, this is not a church where we tell people what they want to hear. We tell them what they need to hear and what the Lord's Word says about it. If you want to go to a place where the ear-tickling ear church, off you go. That's a, that's a different place, yeah? Where they just tickle your ears and tell you what you want and they take out all the bad scriptures from the box and just leave the nice ones. No challenge, you know. As long as you pay your tithes and offerings, they'll tell you wonderful things. But when the storm comes, your house is built on the sand and everything gets destroyed and your faith is shipwrecked. But that happens all, a lot. We've seen churches where they are so seeker-friendly that the Holy Spirit's not, in, not welcome in the church. I can always wonder what all the seeker-friendly churches are. Then I said, it's seeker-friendly. It's not, it's not seeker and I, I think it's ridiculous because, you know, Jesus builds his church. It's not ours. He's got a manual for the church's operation. It's called the Bible. He wrote it with his blood. His disciples suffered for it. It's, it's a standard. Amen. And as you've received him, so continue in him. Isn't that true? As you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. You know, you... Receive salvation by grace, God's grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. The power and ability and unmerited favor of God is grace, right? Through faith in Jesus, by the power of God, He regenerates you, turns you into a new creature, right? Then you want to tackle everything else with your mind and your own strengths and your own striving and your own reasonings. You forget how you were saved. So returning to your first love. Think, how did, how, did, how did I get saved the first time? I remember when I was a kid, I had tonsillitis a lot. My parents prayed for me one night till the fever broke. I then realized Jesus is a healer. He's worth serving. I gave my heart to the Lord very young, got filled with the Spirit very young. And sometimes I go back to that place and say, okay, that simple faith that worked for me there can work for me now. When we went to Australia and I had to learn English, that simple faith that worked for me, praying in tongues every day, reading the Bible, faith comes by hearing. I learned to speak English. Now I, don't, now I can't stop speaking English. Now I'm learning other languages now. All right? So praise the Lord. That's how it worked. Why do you forget how that worked? Why do you want to attempt new projects in a different way without grace? 
Not through faith. And that's, that's the trap people fall in when they think they're successful. Now I can do it. The Holy Spirit shows you, you know what? Let me remind you how you started. And let, look at your foundations. Look at your roots. Look how faith worked for you in the past. Take substance from that for this new challenge that you're facing. It's the same God that's going to help you. It's the same grace that's going to help you. It's the same faith. So we face a lot of things. The last few years have been quite challenging for us as a church. And the Lord has taken us through many things. And uh, my people that work closely with us understand exactly what challenges we went through. Never mind COVID. And uh, we've overcome some of those challenges. We call them giants. We've killed them. Amen. And some of them we're killing them with little pebbles at a time. And um, it feels like you're chipping away at a mountain, but you keep chipping, you know. And uh, we're telling this mountain to be removed. And, and when, when Apostle Andre went through that thing, you know, it was, it was a mountain for us, but that mountain is finished. It's over. Yeah? There's a couple of other things, you know. And uh, we're busy working on that. And how did we overcome those things? By grace, through faith. Are we going to overcome the new challenges any differently? No. I don't have to do any schemes. I don't have to strive or lose my peace. I don't have to lose my sleep at night. The same grace, same faith is going to take me through this. So, you know, we've been through Zuma, droughts, ESCOM, ESCOM. What? UIF. <laughs> yeah. This country is amazing. That we're still operating is a miracle by grace through faith. Eh? What an amazing, resilient bunch of people South Africans can be for Jesus if we continue by grace through faith into the next phase that, we, that we're going to face. And the uh, same for this church. This church is an amazing church to be a part of. I, I learn so much from people in the church. I listen to them. It's amazing what you can learn from your brothers. And sisters in the church. If you just draw from their grace, you see. Someone has grace for you. I, I draw rods for my brother over there. Him and I, I, I support these book launches and things like that. It's always nice to go. Because I'll never get into those circles, you see. So I, I hang around with Dr. Stefan and I meet some very clever people as well. And I see how they do it. And how they launch things. And I say, okay, I can learn from that for our book launches. And then he comes to mine as well. And I've learned a great deal of how to do it. And that's inspired me, and I've drawn from the grace, you see. I struggled to get hold of the African pastors. I drew from Pastor Sam's grace the other day, and we had a, an African uh, Facebook messenger session with our Bible colleges around Africa. And, and a couple of them couldn't make it because of data and whatever. And the ones that we did, they took us around their church. Say, look, this is my church in Liberia. See, this is where that school is. He speaks like this. Apostle Emmanuel. If you look at here, this is that school. This is that church. We don't have plaster. We don't have paint. But we're going to believe God for it. You send us manuals, but you need to send us smaller manuals. They cost too much to print. I said, I'll send you a box. That'll be good, Apostle. Let it be good. Then you must come, Apostle. See how we've been told. Anyway, 
We'll go again at some stage, but I love them. And they, they, they're wonderful people. And Pastor Sam's grace to relate to them and show me which platforms they want to work on because we're like, we got our teams going now, you know. That is like, we don't have data, man. <laughs> Apparently Facebook is cheaper in Africa. They've made a deal and so, so we had to work through those. And somebody's grace that works with his friends a lot, easy. We got the job done. We got them administered well. We know what subjects they're teaching. We have lists of their students. We're administering a network of Bible colleges. But I've drawn from the grace of my brother there on the camera. And um, he, he looks after me. He's like, he's like overseeing things with me. And uh, I really appreciate that. It's a definite grace to do something. Amen. You can frustrate the grace of God and then your faith doesn't work. Don't allow little things to frustrate the grace of God out of you. Because it, it cripples your faith. If you like, you need God's grace to believe. And to, to dare to believe. Faith can't work without grace. And grace is also not activated without faith. They need each other. Lord, I'm going to believe that you've given me the ability to do this. I'm going to believe that you've given me the, the divine supernatural power to go through this challenge, to overcome it, and to inherit all in Jesus' name. You must do it by grace through faith. There's no other way. This is one opportunity where you can say you must. Because it says, how have you now... You know, you are, you've received Christ a certain way, now you're walking in a different way. Carry on walking the same way you received Him. Amen? Yeah. And we know then, of course, that faith, hope and love are the things that will remain, and the greatest of these is love. Faith works through love. If you look in Galatians there, um, the first thing love is, is patient. And the second thing love is, is kind. So you can say you love, but if you're not showing kindness, the love is useless. And then it also says you should love yourself. Love others as you love yourself. If, you, if you're hard on yourself, you're going to be hard on other people. And when you're working in the church and you're functioning in the church, realize it's, it's not your wife. It's Jesus' wife. That you're serving. Speak to her with kindness. Treat her with respect. Value her. Cherish her. Nourish her. Nurture her. Whatever you do for the Lord in the church, you're doing unto the bride of Christ. You're preparing her for His coming. And He won't come if she's not prepared properly. And He won't bless you and your faith if you treat the bride of Christ badly. Amen. So praise the Lord, He gives us opportunity to function. Yay, I'm so excited. And people get excited about functioning, and it's wonderful. But the, sometimes they get so overzealous with their function, that they hurt other people in the process, and it defeats the entire purpose of functioning. So we had a chat with our um, treasury yesterday. We have orbits in our church for different things. And it's wonderful to have orbit meetings these days. We have a lot of orbit meetings. We're spinning quite a lot. 
And um, one thing that came out was, yes, you know, there's, there's fees and so on for Bible school and so on, but if you're going to keep phoning them like a business and saying, where's your fees? You're defeating the whole purpose of having a Bible school. We want people to study the Word. We want people to study. It costs something for the material and the teachers and everything. But we have to train the people that do credit control to have compassion with the person and speak faith into them so that they can pay. <laughs> it's not normal. It's not a business, this. It's the bride of Christ. If you like, we've got, what do you call those, those lists they, they put out for the bridal showers? What are those things? Wedding registry. We've got a wedding registry to pay for to get the church ready for Jesus' wedding. So every time we're taking up offerings and doing things and training and projects and missions and that, it's part of the big wedding registry that we're covering. And, <laughs> you see? And, and the bride of Christ needs this and this and maybe wants that and likes this and doesn't like that. And Jesus wants this for his bride. Jesus just wants a proper coffee machine. Just make sure we put that on there. You know? <laughs> And I've started to see everything converge into what we're trying to do for the Lord. All our activities, we've got several entities that we represent and organizations and networks and this. I've seen it all come together into what Jesus wants for His church. Like this. So your needs and every, everything that you're doing, because you seek the will of God, because you're here serving the Lord on a Sunday, because you're serving God as families, all your needs and His needs converge into one. God delights in the prosperity of His servant. Why? Because you're part of His bride. He wants you to do well so that you can be ready for His coming. He wants your children to be taken care of. He wants them in the best schools. He wants you to drive proper cars. He wants you to have houses to live in. So that why? So that you could serve Him and establish His kingdom on this earth and get things ready for His return. And He said to me the other day, I only want what's best for you. Now understanding this, right, establishes you in faith. Because then you trust that God has his, your best interest at heart for you. I was so blessed this morning. One of my friends phoned me. Um, we, we have been uh, reconnected on, on, through Instagram because he's also an artist. He was in my art class when I was uh, at school. Always painted together. And uh, he's done really well and he's become an artist. And he's, he's doing uh, beautiful artwork around, uh, around the world. And he did a cover for the Bishop's Magazine the other day, the, the recent one. But he, he said something very interesting, and I'll maybe let him testify more uh, himself one day, but something that really blessed me is he said, you know, he, he'd grown up in church, he loves God, and talking about discovering God's will for your life, right? And how that applies to your faith walk and your provision for your life. He said, you know, one day he, he, he studied in a different field, but... He, he discovered that scripture about the kingdom of God. And he started reading the Bible for himself and that you must seek first the kingdom of God and that it's in good, he said goodness and happiness, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that spoke so much to him and he realized that, that he, him creating makes him happy and that he feels God's pleasure when he does it. And that took him to a different field of, of living. And isn't that what God wants for all of us? Amen. 
So you'll meet him at some stage. I told him about what we do for missions. He's very interested. He wants to see things and we'll come and show him here. And uh, We are also launching our auction site next week where we're going to do our first online auction and it's going to be towards uh, funding the missions base in Burgundy Estate. And uh, very excited about it because the whole world can bid. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But I said to, to my friend, I said, listen, listen man, you know, our art has a mission. We've got art with a mission. Eh? It's not just for the sake of... There's, there's a purpose behind it. And everything we do converges towards God's will for His church. My relationships, my sacrifices, my efforts I make in the week for the kingdom, the people we relate to, Everything converges in one. And because of that, that singularity, that convergence, our faith works very well. Because if you don't converge everything you do to one point, your, your power dissipates. That's why agreement is very important. If you can agree with your wife on something, you converge, your faith converge, the will of God converges. It's very powerful. It's like, it's like a laser. Do you know what a laser is? It's light that's gone into a chamber that gets reflected and refined until it makes one beam. Someone once explained that to me. There's many mirrors inside of a laser that creates a very concentrated beam of light. And you know, as you look in the mirror of God's Word and you reflect inwardly, up to a point where you can can release one beam of faith, like a mission statement for your life, then your faith works along those lines that tracer beam, that laser, and it's pinpoint, and there's power, there's provision, everything converges, everybody knows what you're doing. To get to that singularity takes a walk of faith. It takes a body. It takes people speaking into your lives and sometimes telling you, you know what, that's not you. You know that reaction you had there? You know what, that's, that's not really you. And God starts refining, and God starts removing, and God starts focusing your faith. And the light that is in you becomes focused, becomes a laser, it starts accomplishing that which God wants it to do. I think that's the picture I want to leave you with. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for faith. It comes from Jesus. Thank you that it's your ability in us. It's not even just us. Thank you, Lord, that that takes pressure off us. That we realize that the things that you're allowing us to face right now, you've already prepared the grace for it, and the faith has come through the preaching of your word, through the prophecies, the songs we heard this morning. And that you can focus us, Lord, from within, so that what we release is a focused beam of light. And Lord, let that accomplish much, and let people see it, and we'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just stay where you are. Just release your faith. I wrote a few things that uh, I was releasing my faith for this week. And if you want, you can just write down a few things that you're asking God for. I think we've done that, you know, to tell you the truth. I, I wrote here on the back of my card all the things I'm trusting God for there. And I scratched the line through it and I said, done, paid in full. Amen. Amen. And uh, maybe you can just say that over those things 
once more because today was a was a letting go of the old a releasing of the new a speaking of life over the new things maybe you can just say god i thank you that you've you've finished all those things that are bothering me and i speak life over them again in jesus name just there where you are if it's in your body and you're asking god for healing I speak life into that area. Lord, let your light in there, in the name of Jesus. We focus our faith in that area of our body, and like do some laser therapy in bodies right now, in Jesus' name. Release. Release your faith, like we said. And trust that the Lord is now busy there, in Jesus' name. I'm trusting God for it. I've got a bit of an ear thing, you know. I want to surf and wind and things like that, so I'm trusting God for my ear. If your ears sore, put your finger in there and say, Be opened in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. If your body is in pain, allow the laser therapy of God there right now. Focus your faith there. In Jesus' name, receive it. If you're listening to this, you can do this anywhere. In the name of Jesus. If some of your bones need some work and you, you, you're struggling with pain in your bones, release your faith into that area right now in the name of Jesus by his stripes you are healed he was bruised for our iniquities he was wounded for our transgressions the chastisement of our peace is upon him and by his stripes you were healed in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord in your mind there's areas in your mind that have been damaged I can see I can see a brain and there's areas that are damaged and when you want to think about certain things it trips you into into um, it trips into chaos because it's damaged. Well, the Lord says He sends His light laser beam into your mind right now, and He's going to heal that. And I can see the Lord working and taking His time with it. It's being pinpoint accurate laser therapy for your brain right now. I once prayed for somebody, and I saw I saw crystals. And the person had been involved in some crystals, you know, the wrong type of crystals, if you know what I mean. And uh, they had been recovering, recovering from drugs and things like that. And I saw these crystals and the Lord said to me, pray for his mind that God will restore his mind physically and chemically. Do you know this person is doing very well in business today? They're helping many, many businessmen to get very complicated things done in the business world with their mind amen god can do it for you his laser therapy is working amen amen lord in the soul in jesus name you care for us in our souls where we've been brokenhearted you are anointed to heal the brokenhearted and you know which areas to work on so lord we release our faith into our soul our mind our will and our emotions right now in jesus name by grace through faith in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're doing a great work. You're building a wonderful church, Lord. A great citywide church for you. We give you all the glory and the honor. We'll celebrate as we come together. Protect us all on our way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that as we started with you, we can continue into glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.